Amen. So after we have prayed, then we're going to have Holy Communion. I'll share briefly and then we'll straight away go into a time of prayer. There are quite a few things that we need to pray for this morning. As you know, we are in a month of fasting and prayer and uh, we are having prayer services for this month. Amen. And I believe at the end of the day, when we come to the end of this month, you will have a testimony. Hallelujah. You will have a testimony. Something great will happen in your life that no man will dispute. But to acknowledge that the one who has done this in your life is God. Hallelujah. So we bless the name of the Lord this morning. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Psalm 118, verse 24, which is the scripture for the month of June. The month of June is the month of a new day. And our fasting prayer is focusing on the dawn of a new day. Hallelujah. So Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. That first part of the scripture is what we are focusing on on the month of June. And if it is the day that the Lord has made, then we have no choice but to rejoice. Hallelujah. We have no choice but to rejoice because it is the day that the Lord has made. He says we will rejoice and be glad in it. It means if we have not rejoiced for a long time, in this month we will rejoice. If we have not been glad for a long time, in this month we will be glad. Hallelujah. That should be our expectation. To say, Lord, you brought me to a new month. A month of a new day. A month where I will rejoice. A month in which I will be glad. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll share just about three people quickly. I'll share about three people. I'll share about a young man called Joseph. I'll share about the Joseph. And then I'll share about King Jeconiah. Hallelujah. Joseph, we read in the Bible, in the book of Genesis 37, which we are not going to read right now. We read when we get to the book of Genesis 37, that at the young age of 17, God gave a dream to Joseph. Joseph began to dream. Just like all of us, when we begin in life, when we start off in life, we have got some really amazing dreams. Of course, somewhere along the way, things happen. And we somehow tend to lose the dream that we had. And, and that's the story of Joseph. Joseph has got this dream that one day he's going to rule over his brothers, he's going to rule over his father and his mother, and, and that's a dream that he has. And he begins to share that dream to his brothers. And the Bible says that dream brought him hatred, and that dream brought him betrayal. Sometimes when you dream and you share it with people, people can decide either to hate you. Or they can 
decide to betray you. They can decide to let you down. But the tree doesn't die. Hallelujah. So eventually Joseph is sold as a slave. He's taken over to Egypt. No rights. He just becomes an object. In the land, not of his own. In the land where nobody knew him. He is a young man. He's been brought to a land that nobody knows him. Apart from knowing that this boy is a slave. And he is sold as a commodity. And the question could be, so where is the dream? Moses like trying to tell God and say, God, do you now see where the dreams you gave me have led me to? I'm almost trying now to begin to want him to blame God. Said me, it would have been better, Jehovah, if you have just left me alone without letting me dream. Because at least if I, when I had no dreams, life was okay. But see where the dreams have led me to. So it was battle after battle after battle after battle. I'm just about to finish a book. Battles, the hallmark of the war of God. It's battles after battle after battle. Eventually, after Mrs. Potiphar comes up with a story about this young man, Joseph is thrown into prison. When he is in prison, there's one thing that is very, very unique about the life of Joseph. Even after he's taken into Egypt, the Bible says the Lord was You can have anything and everything in the world, but one thing which should be required is to say, God be with me. Because you know, if the Lord is with you, if the Lord is on your side, there is nothing that the devil or any man can do against your life. You are going to face challenges. You are going to face things. But when the Lord is with you, it makes all the difference. So the Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. And then he's in prison. The Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. Two servants of the king eventually commit what I would call a crime. They are thrown into prison. They have dreams just like Joseph. Joseph interprets the dream. And indeed one of them is hanged. And indeed one of them is taken out of prison. And the Bible says this one, as soon as he came out of prison, he forgot about Joseph. And I believe the reason why he forgot about Joseph, it was because it was not yet time for God to manifest in the life of Joseph. There are certain times where you feel like you are forgotten. And you want things to work at that time. And the Lord says it's not yet time. Hallelujah. But then the Bible says in Genesis 41, verse 14. Genesis 41, verse 14. The very first verse says it was at the end of two years. After two years of being forgotten, by the very same person that you get a dream, you get an interpretation for the dream that they're going to get out of prison and be reinstated once again 
into their former position, forgotten. So at the end of two years, Pharaoh has his own dreams. And he needs someone else to interpret that dream. So eventually the man who forgot Joseph says, Ah, today I now remember my sins. I remember my sins. When we were in prison, you remember, King, when we were in prison, my colleague and I prophesied our dreams. And in the prison, we met a young man. And that young man gave interpretation of the dream. And seeing the way he interpreted the dream, that's exactly what happened. So Pharaoh says, Go comfort Joseph. Let's continue. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him quickly out of the dungeon, out of the cell, out of the prison, out of the jail. Sometimes life looks like you are in a dungeon, you are in a cell, you are in a prison, you are in a jail. But this morning we are saying, you're coming out. I'm saying you're coming out. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, and he shared. And he shared. And you begin to imagine how big the beard had become. You know, there are other people who actually thrive in keeping beard. And then there are others who also don't thrive in keeping beard. But there are certain moments when the beard grows. When you are a man who doesn't like to keep beard, because of circumstances in your life, you don't even care when the beard is growing. And Jonathan is in that situation. The beard is growing. The boy is in prison. The hair is unkept. The boy is in prison. So eventually the man says, he and then later on he says, he changed his name. He changed his story and came to Pharaoh. And I'm going to talk about these three things quickly. When you go to Paola prison in Lyon, one thing you discover is that I think those guys come out around 8 o'clock in the morning and then they have to do everything else they have to do for the day. And in the afternoon, they are taken back to the cell. At least you, you have the freedom of going back home. When it's dark, sometimes you can still drive around in the, in the night. But these guys, by 3 p.m., they are back in the cell. And that's the life of Joseph. There is no choice. It's routine. And the guy, the young man, has no freedom and all around his life, all he sees are limits. There are certain times in life, all you see around you are limits. You see no freedom. All you know about life is pain. And that's the situation Joseph is in. And that eventually becomes normal. It becomes normal day after day after day after day. There are certain times in life you, you, in, in your house. You know, those of us don't go to Those of us are Sometimes you say, The first day, I say, I 
You know what the picture that happens afterwards? It's a cycle. It's a cycle. I don't say, you know, in friendship, when afternoon you know day after day after day, it becomes normal. There are so many things that we go through in life that eventually they become normal. No. So that's normal now for Joseph. And then the Bible says, eventually the beard has grown, the hair has grown, and he has to share. So it basically is possible that this young man is shabby. This young man is messy. He has no change of clothes. It's become normal. It's become normal to look shabby. When life has hit there are certain moments when being shabby becomes normal. You actually don't care what you're wearing. Others, others can get concerned. You even wonder why they are wondering. You even wonder why they are angry on your behalf. Because for you it's normal. It's normal. And that's exactly what's going on in the life of Joseph. And then, they're like the way he had printed garments. Printed garments, but that's the only cloth he knows. You have the privilege of changing. Sometimes you even wear a dress and make sure that people should forget at church that you wore that dress. So you can actually, you can, you can take two months. To wear that dress again, so that when you come to church, people will say, Is this the new one or not? He doesn't have that privilege. So, whilst he's in that pre, whilst he is in that situation, I want to imagine that possibly he heard the sound to challenge the voices. And when they are coming, they are not coming quietly. Remember the one who was sent for him is Pharaoh. So very likely the boots are stamping on the ground. The child stops in a haste outside. And he is wondering what's going on. And they shout, where's Joseph? Where's Joseph? Where's Joseph? And he's thinking, I think this is the day that I'm going to be happy. Without asking what's going on, the government, the guy has to change, the guy has to share, the guy, it's more than start telling him, you are delaying us. The government is looking for you. know what the Lord spoke to me about that? This week, he says, it was There were no lightning on that day. There were no thunderings on that day. No stars fell from the sky. The sun was not darkened. The moon was not shining during the day. It was a normal day. The way we wake up, ah, the same cobweb, the same cockroach, the same fly, the same dog, 
the same annoying whatever, the same annoying boss, the same annoying whatever. Sometimes even the same annoying wife, the same annoying husband, the same annoying children, the same annoying job, the same annoying everything. For you being annoyed has become normal. That even in the time when you are okay, people begin to wonder, ah, why are you smiling today? Because as for you, we have become to know that you are always annoyed. So it was never normal day. But on that normal day, Psalm 90 verse 4 says, For you, a thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few months hours. That's how it is to God. And in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 8, the Bible says, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years for the Lord, and a thousand years like a day. All what that means is that for God, as far as God is concerned, He is outside of time. He can anything which is a normal Nothing else spring has to happen. He is not limited by time. He is able to do what he has to do because he is God. So it's just another day. The Lord shows up in Joseph's life. And the Lord told me to speak to you to say, He will show up in your life. He will manifest himself in your life. And it will be on a normal day. Hallelujah. It will be on a normal day. In the normal way you cycle to work. In the normal way you go on to all the minibus. In the normal way you do all the things that have become normal. It is on that day I will show up as God. Actually, on that normal day, Joseph still be fulfilled. And on that normal day, the rest is history. And that normal. It's only when God has done something that looks abnormal to others. On a normal day, that becomes a supernatural day. But it only becomes a supernatural day to you. For the others, whilst it is not no supernatural day, for others it is a what? Normal day. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 22, 29, says, Do you see the man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. It means whilst you continue to excel, whilst you continue to be diligent, whilst you continue to do what you know you do best, and you give it your all on a normal day, things will come with you. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Bible says, one day, David asked, The wars have ended. He is now king. And as he is king, David, the Bible says, and what one day David asked, Is anyone in Saul's family still? Alive. Because as far as he's aware, Jonathan died in battle, 
King Saul died in battle. And after the king died, the children also dead. So David doesn't know if anybody else is still alive. And David says, anyone, anyone, anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake. And he was on a normal day. He wakes up that day. And I'm not possible to walk out of bed. Jonathan has died. 
the person is grabbed, is dropped. And, and, and you know what life? Life drops. Life drops. And the way life drops, it also drops on the normal day. When you are not expecting anything to go wrong, things go wrong. Ask Job. Ask Job. Things just go wrong. And you're wondering what happened now. The funny thing that we hear is that at this time when the voice drops it, and the voice is going to be able to the place, he was five years old. Hallelujah. He was five years old. Second Samuel. Five years old. Now, I want you to imagine five years old, you become people. Your father has done, your grandfather has done, and in normal sense, when a king has been killed, and when you look at what King Saul did to David, if it were some of us, when the word came out, is anyone. Nice. Now he can run. And the boy is in love. But the Bible tells us, as as Mephoshet in this situation, Mephoshet ends up spending his days being cared for by someone else, living on handouts of people who felt sorry for him, and he's in a detestable condition. Forgotten place for God. But in this new day that we are in, whether you have been forgotten or not forgotten, there are others who are going to say, What do you think? Are you doing? And then you say, I used to have her number. But my phone was a format. So I lost all the numbers. But, but let me just ask Annan. Annan, by any chance you have a number for a Oh, I don't have it. But let, you know, there are certain moments where I caught on a normal day. Can create a chain until they find your phone number. And you are ignoring back on your own day. Minding your own business. I want you to understand and know God can turn situations of people just like that. Hallelujah. And those happens when it happens, it is a new day. Hallelujah. We are always quick to assume that people are in situations like this, situations worse than ourselves. Possibly they had done something wrong to get there. There are others who are in that situation where they did nothing wrong. Really? 
to brotherly kindness. It's like you meet someone else and you say, How are you doing? And they, they How are you doing? How are you doing? Simple. And, how are you doing? A lot of people say, But the moment you say, How are you doing? They begin to tell you all the troubles they have gone through. And you know what a lot of people do? They show off and look away. And then once they walk away, they are not concerned about how you feel, what you are going through. Because I can tell you the truth, most people just Matthew 11, 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Second Psalms 9 7. The Bible says, When the person comes, David says to him, Don't be afraid. David says, I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I'll give you all the property, all the property that once belonged to your grandfather's soul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. God will be Hallelujah. Lastly, and then we begin to pray. Jeremiah 52. Jeremiah 52. King Jeconiah of Judah was one of the evil kings. Bad kings in Judah. He didn't walk in the ways of God. So he was taken into captivity in Babylon. Now, once he has been taken into captivity, now I want you to imagine this is what we call fall from grace. People used to clap hands with you, but you are in captivity with them. I, there was a time when I was working in Nigeria. I was working in Palawan. Post minister. And Charles Teller was a post minister at that time. After the last time, make sure that in Liberia is peace. And wish they can speak for more than that. Just that. Amen. When they do this picture, they will ask them. These are the guys who could have his gems on here. His gems on here. Huh? Okay, that. Huh? It's a whiskey. Okay, tell me the other one. What happened? How are you wearing church? Huh? It's what happened in here. It's a one. Okay, and uh, Amarua is what? It's a liquor. So you know we say wine liquor, we were saved in this. 
service. And I want to get rid of this. In Daniel chapter 22, chapter, chapter 221, it says, and he changes the times and seasons. Amen. What does that mean? He says he controls world events. He controls the world events. So he says he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. And we have understanding for us for the month of June. That this month of June is a month of a new day. God is bringing supernatural change to our lives. God is bringing supernatural change to our families. God is bringing supernatural change to KLCC. And God is bringing supernatural change to Malawi. A month of a new day. Can I have the person, the Bible brand, the person. Let's all start. I want you to start. I've spoken in I could carry on and call carry on, but I will pray some of this thing. I want you to begin to, to thank God. Just begin to thank God. And say, God, after I've gone through all I have gone through, I want to praise you this morning because I am at the dawn of the new day. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. I want to hear you pray. I want you to begin to say.